Hey guys, and welcome back to Sitting In. This is episode 18 that you're listening to. Um, we've got a bit of a different one for today. As you can see, I've got a guitar. <gasps> Callum actually owns a guitar. He confessed to being like a closet keyboard player, but uh, yeah. <laughs> secretly he's a badass these guitar are, player as well. These are CGI over here. They're not actually <laughs> real. Um, but yeah, so we're going to do a little bit of a, a kind of problem solving thing today. Just to present maybe a couple of musical ideas uh, to each other and see how we would both tackle them. Yeah. Um, so interested in this one, see where it goes. We'd love to hear your thoughts on this new idea, um, but let's let's dive into it. Sweet. So this episode is coming from a conversation that I had with Callum uh, probably about a year now, a year ago now. I remember we were having a chat about how we, uh, like ideas that we want to share on social media. And I had this idea where I was like, wouldn't it be cool to create a reel? And I encourage anybody listening, like steal this idea, please. I'd, I'd love to see more of this going around. But you would create a reel or a short post where you present a musical statement. Very, It could be simple or it could be complex. I think simple is better when you're working with technique, personally. Uh, so you can work on the technique and not the crazy harmonic idea. Um, and yeah, the, the whole point of the post would be to encourage a conversation around how people might solve a problem. And... You know, ultimately, I think there will always be the most economical or ergonomic, sorry, uh, approach to playing something, but that's not always going to reap the the most benefits for individuals. I was listening to a podcast with John Mayer actually recently, and he was talking about the the importance of people embracing their anatomy, really. You know, it's like, what shape is your hand? What are you able to do? Like, how do you pick naturally, you know? And out of everybody I know, Callum is the person who's been the most heavily invested in exploring technique. And I've always found that a really interesting thing to pick your brains on because I was the blues player who didn't, I'd never practiced technique in my life. It was just, a uh, technique was merely, uh, oh, it was an afterthought and I would only really think about it if I physically couldn't play something, but I always found ways around it by using technique, but not literally think or explicitly thinking it as a technical thing. Um, so I thought it might be fun to present a couple ideas, a couple little ideas, and just see how we might solve them. And I encourage you, the listener, to grab a guitar or save this for later or just listen along. Um, but try and think about how you might tackle these problems as well, because, I mean, whatever we're presenting isn't correct it's just our way of doing it and some other people do it differently and that's the beauty of the guitar i think that the technique is is such a there's so many different ways of playing the instrument and it's not that there is one correct way i think you know there's there's so many different ways and it's cool to embrace them and explore them as well so hopefully today we can give you an insight as to how we might explore certain ideas and we encourage you to investigate this yourself and maybe you'll find out something new in your technique. So to kick it off, I think Mr. Stevenson is going to present his idea and we're going to have a chat about how we might play it. So Callum, what is your idea and how would you play it? Um, so I'll start with something, something pretty simple. Um, we'll go to, say, top of box two, A minor pentatonic, and maybe just try... Kind of bluesy, cool. um, but yeah, that's that's basically it. So, yeah, there we go. Nice. Whew, my ears are working. <laughs> I'm glad. That's a good. That's a good start. Yeah, we definitely like. There's there's 
we don't know anything that we're going to be playing today. So that's kind of the fun of it. It's just we both have to work out um, each other's stuff too. Um, so with that one, um, the way that I'm picking it now that I actually think about it, I'm really kind of thinking about um, in terms of picking, just being efficient a lot of the time. Like I use a lot of rest strokes in my playing so that I'm always at the next target note before it needs to happen. So I think you might be able to see that just on the very last one there. So mm -hmm. I'm going down, up, down, down, up, down, up, down, down. I noticed that immediately when you played that. I always yeah. notice when people do rest strokes because for me it's such a... I like to sweep down things. That's how I think about it, but I never practiced rest strokes until I saw a really, really good guitar player called Cecil Alexander. He was talking about how he picks and, you know, he always uses rest strokes. And so I got a little bit of that from him, but just wanted to point out that's the first thing I saw straight away. I was like, oh yeah, cool. That's your, that's your way of doing that. It's, it's fun. Like, I, I think it's, um, it gets, it, it gets you up to certain speeds that, you know, it might not be super bluesy, but can mm. be, can be kind of fun. So that if you do that, do that idea, it sets you up for the next repetition too. That's yeah. one of the things that I think about. It's like, if I wanted to make that like some sort of like repeatable Jimmy Page lick, like that's, you mm -hmm, know, a lot mm -hmm. of the things that Jimmy Page would do is like a lot of repetitive licks but that kind of idea and you can kind of get some quickness i'm a little bit rough yeah yeah and it kind of just rolls like can right you do that again down. right cool so you're alternate picking right you're doing exactly what you said then interesting yeah. so if you were trying to play that fast would you keep that technique because i know for me right as soon as i'm going into doing something faster i'm pulling off So what I'm doing for that is, if I was playing it slow, I would alternate pick everything. I'd go down, up, etc. But when I'm playing it fast, I'm going pull. I'm doing a downstroke here, so I'm going down, up, down, down. Etc. But it sounds like you can do it a lot faster when you're... At, like, I just can't do that. My my hands don't work that way. It's weird that, like... Because that's typically, you know, how a lot of people solved that issue. Mm -hmm. um, you know, a lot, a, lot of the, a lot of the greats will do some little little trick where there's maybe a little bit of legato in there um, to... Or hammer-ons and pull-offs to just kind of facilitate the next move. Mm -hmm. And I do a lot of... I, I like a lot of that stuff too, that legato-esque playing and making things sound smooth. But... I really liked the kind of like ferociousness that you could get from like all everything being picked, everything being yeah. attacked, um, and that's that's kind of I don't know from some of the players that I like, maybe like Steve Ray Vaughan, um, like Hendrix obviously, but then Eric Johnson, mm -hmm. and going as far as Yingwei, like I don't I don't listen to like a lot of him, but I really liked Yingwei's technique and Eric Johnson's technique for all of that kind of like yeah, just all of that stuff. The um... <laughs> All that kind of like yeah. quick minor pentatonic stuff that Eric Johnson would do, um, and then the quicker stuff that maybe Yingwei would do, but then try and use that for yeah, right. You know, not just playing like Phrygian dominant for a million miles per hour. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, things cool. like that. But yeah, um, from there, yeah, like I would, it's not my go-to. Like what you were doing there is weird. Like, do you want? Can you try it? And... Yeah. Uh, is that what you're doing? Yeah. And then you also, 
it feels weird because I think I'm having to do the roll on the tenth. Okay. Are you doing? Are you doing the roll from the tenth of B to the tenth of E to the start? Uh, what do you do? Yeah, yeah, I'm going. Sorry. So I'm going. Yeah, I'm definitely rolling here. So the roll just always threw me off. I don't. I, I tried to always stay away from the roll because it never felt natural to me at all. Um, here, all right, cool. Let me present another uh, way of solving this. So actually, when I think about it, if I wanted to play it really fast, I would hybrid pick with two fingers. Yeah, I'd cool, go. Right. Now that note's not getting as much. And that, that's how I would nice. play it. So I'm keeping a bar here, cool. and I'm rolling my third finger, but then I'm hybrid picking these two strings always like that. Uh, I would kind of think that it's almost like chicken picking, but... Yeah, yeah. Would you ever think about playing like that? I do a lot of that kind of stuff, like maybe... The, the first lick that kind of comes to mind when I play mm -hmm. maybe hybrid picking is this... Um, <laughs> You can really hear that em emphasis on the the hybrid picked note or the, the note that's picked with the finger. Yeah. Like that kind of thing. Yeah, I just yeah, yeah. um because that obviously defeats the thing that we're talking about, it defeats the string change because mm -hmm. you've got something on either side ready. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah. which is yeah, it's cool, but it also gives a totally different flavour to just your playing. Like if I go that's all picked, but then like I, I can get really groovy and play rhythmically a lot more with that. Like, yeah, I can just get more groovy with it. Yeah, I, I feel like naturally flavor. I would pick up, so down, up, pull. Like yeah. I, I like to do hammer-ons and pull-offs a lot. Actually, and that, that's what I'm doing when I'm doing the hybrid pick in there too. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely using more pull-offs and stuff to just facilitate easier moves. Yeah, make it more smooth. But it's like it's got that kind of juxtaposition where there's maybe like a lot of attack, but then smoothness with the legato too. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, nice. nice, sweet. I mean, there are so many different ways of approaching that. I'll just go through my approach here. So, when there's a phrase like this, and this is a purely uh, technical thing we're doing, like I wouldn't. I wouldn't practice this as a musical thing, like, uh, like I don't need to practice that, I've got down, but for the sake of technique practice, I would just go through all the options, like what if I start an upstroke? Uh, like how does that make me feel? Well I feel, it feels a little bit more awkward, which means there's something to practice there, you know, I think everything should feel nice and smooth. So for me it's the... Uh, being inside the strings there, so up, down, and now I'm inside the string. So my wrist needs to do a little different movement there. And so that's enough, like I could sit and practice that now. Yeah, yeah. And just try and find the right position. Like you notice that I'm moving my fingers sometimes, like that feels good. Then sometimes, yeah, I quite like to have my hand resting. Like that. I'm sorry if you're listening to this on Spotify. You should really get yourself on <laughs> YouTube and watch what we're doing. Otherwise, it's just going to sound <laughs> a bit random. But yeah, you know, experiment with like how your wrist moving, how it's sitting. Is it here? Is it there? Is it like that? 
you know, am I planting? And all those things make a difference. But yeah, you know, I, I tried the upstroke, already done the downstroke. What if I start an upstroke and do the legato? So now I've got to do a two downstrokes as opposed to three downstrokes, which is interesting. So I've got uh, up, down, up, down, down. Yeah. Ah, which like, it just changes how the phrase feels. And I think it's important just to explore all the options because you'll you'll come out at least with better technique, but everything will feel a little bit more even. And I think that's one of the things that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to picking is that down or up feels better, you know? And ideally, I think it'd be good to make both feel quite smooth. So you could start a phrase on an upstroke or a downstroke, depend on where you are on the neck or where your hand is at the time. Um, yeah. All right. Shall we move on to another one? Yeah, let's go for it. Cool. All right. Just want to emphasize the fact that Callum and I haven't actually planned any of this, so uh, we're kind of just winging super, whatever it is super that we rusty, not super. warmed up at all. Um, all right, I'm just going to think of something that I quite like to play that uh, technically could be approached in a few different ways. All right, so what I'm going to do is I'm going to play a C major seven arpeggio, right? But instead of playing it like, I'm going to go. Right, so it's five. And then four on the G, and then up, then five on the high E and three. So I'll just tab that out quickly for everybody watching. So high E seven, right? And I'm going four on the G, up to five, and then five on the high E, three on high E, and then I'm finishing with. I'm actually pulling off to five and three on the B. Yeah. So it's a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven note phrase, which is quite cool because it means it's going to resolve every every couple beats. So the way that I would play that, I'll just play it. Uh, yeah, so I'm hybrid nice. picking that, right? So I'm going hybrid pick, hammer, so down hammer, hybrid pick, pull off, so down, pull off, yeah, now do that really slow, etc, now how would you so, play that? Um, um, let's think about it, straight away I think using the pick, way more than me, yeah, yeah, I think I, yeah, definitely am. That's a tricky one. Everything kind of naturally feels more picked. Well, I'm picking it, but I'm then doing more pull-offs than anything else. Yeah. And really, I... like, when I do those kind of things, I'm really trying to emphasize that, like, a lot of your pull-offs and stuff, they want to sound like a picked note. Mm -hmm. You want to get that, you want to gain that strength from strength from the pull-off that makes it sound like a picked note. I, I think I do feel just as comfortable, actually. So, this is hybrid. Uh... And this is picking. Like, both feel quite good, actually. And I noticed nice. that when I'm picking that, actually, I started with a downstroke, a uh, down slant, like this. But when I wanted to play it faster, I actually had to flatten out a little bit more. Um, 
keep getting that cool. open sort of buzz coming out. Yeah, I think I'm slow when I'm trying to hybrid pick that. Yeah. I think you're uh, fingering it a picking. bit different as well. Aren't you? No, no, that's it. That's yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I think I'm actually probably more comfortable picking most of that than doing the hybrid picking, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. My natural would be to hybrid pick it, but I think that in the situation I'd be quite happy picking it as well. Now, Callum, why don't you explore some other options for playing that phrase? You know, obviously we've started with a pluck and we've started with a downstroke, but what if you tried to alternate pick all that? Now you're testing me. Um, so I would have to start with an up to get that uh, next string on the G or next note on the G. But then it doesn't really work because it's a seven note phrase because then... That's why I love stroke. taking odd notes because <laughs> like they just test your technique so much. Your picking technique, Baz. So what I'd maybe do is then just like pull off that um, second to third to second last note before the phrase starts again. It's really fun to try and alternate pick at all though, right? Yeah. So upstroke. And then I need to do that awkward move. I want to see what that actually Could looks like. Could you not just do the pull-off at the end? Da -da, and then adjust. Where you're down, where you're up. Yeah, there we go. Oh, that's tricky to do now. Really yeah. kind of going against. See, I, I don't have it in me to think like this when I'm practicing. Like, for me, this phrase is either... Um, now we looked at these two options where I've got hybrid pick or pick. So I've, I've got those, those are my baseline. The only other picking thing I would do, and I know it's super awkward, but I would just alternate pick everything. I'd go, uh... I can't play as fast, but I'm definitely just, I'm digga digga digga. I might start on an up. That's the thing. When you do a, an odd note grouping yep. in your phrase, and then you do alternate picking, it's going to reverse on this. You're going to change the way that you pick it the second time around. Yep. Which, which is, is I, I think that's thing. a good reason to practice in odd yeah. notes, to be honest. Because the main issue I mentioned that people have is that they suck starting on upstrokes or downstrokes. Most of the time, I've noticed that it's the upstroke people suck with. And so what I practiced for quite a long time is this exercise that goes. Super simple, but what I'm doing there is I'm practicing starting on my downstroke, which encourages me to go outside pick on the high note, right? Etc. And then to work on the opposite of that, starting an upstroke, and you'll be working on your inside picking, so it'd be up, in, up, oh, uh, up. And my goal is to make both of them feel comfortable. And it took me a long time to get the upstroke to feel comfortable. But if you manage that, you know, both, uh, so exercise one and two, one would be downstroke, two would be the upstroke. Then you can join them by going. Down, down, up, up, etc. And... I don't want them to be able to hear that I've changed pick direction. Like, that's the goal. Cool. Have you ever practiced that kind of stuff? 
I've practiced, I've, I have practiced that kind of stuff, probably not for a very long time, but um, I think my go-to would be the, yeah, like, down, up, down, and then the outside. Yeah. Can you try it starting an upstroke, see how it feels? Oh, see that little weird. wrist twitch that you do to change it, I, yeah. Yeah, totally, like, I, I kind of, I'll go into, like, just uh, after we've practiced this one that helps me with that kind of mm -hmm. slight wrist thing, slight wrist change. Like there's more of a bounce. Yeah. Like totally. when you're doing the outside stuff. And it'll probably like you'll tilt so that you can defeat the string change. You'll just mm -hmm. like try and tilt the pick up that way so that when you're going outside the pick, you're less likely to get caught yep. when you're parallel like mm -hmm. that. That helps with the string change. But if I'm I'm like totally straight or even towards like a um what would you call it? Downward pick slant. Mm -hmm. You're gonna to have to do more of this kind of motion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's that one where you're kind of set up already because yep. you'll do that downstroke towards the outside of the E string. Yep. Cool. That's tricky because I'm still I'm still catching it. You can hear it. Yeah. Very slight, but yeah, that's that's a good one. That's a really yeah. good one. It's really useful. Um, I practiced that for ages. But the the thing that kind of helps me with that. Uh, I think the inside picking is what I call the Gary Moore Major 7 lick. Okay. Um, and that's um, this one here. Uh, yeah. I think I'm going to need more gain. <laughs> that's like one of the things that he does yeah. in um, a song called End of the World. It's amazing. But he shreds it. And he like, picks, does ridiculous. he pick it all? Yeah. Yeah, it's just like, it's just, Jeez. but he's, you can see like, um, I think the way that he picks it is like, he's really like, he's, he's got his hand like this. It's, it's weird. Like, I think, um, is it more a tremolo kind of? It's more like, it's, it's, it feels like a, a rigid movement, like an arm movement as opposed to like maybe fingers. Mm. But I couldn't do it like that. I think I had to change the way I done it. Um, for me, for, for, it, for it to make sense to me. Yeah. Like you can see this little kind of tilt that happens and that's to kind of... That there is to do the upstroke on the next string. Yeah, yeah. You can see the position change from that wrist. Yeah. And I'm also planting tear with my fingers. Yep, yep. How often, like, how often do you plant your fingers? Is that something you keep there most of the time, or is it in flux? I don't think so. I don't think I do it too much. Um, maybe I do. Actually, <laughs> no idea. I'll have to go back and look at loads of material of me playing and see if I do that kind of thing. I think whenever I'm doing like fast picking, um, depending on what kind of way that I'm playing or maybe the kind of thing that I'm, um, artist that I'm emulating or guitarist mm. that I'm emulating, it kind of will change. Like more, maybe I want more of a kind of relaxed, um, wrist action if I'm doing like, yeah. that kind of thing, like tremolo picking. But again, my upstrokes kind of seem a little bit weak at the moment. One of the ones that I would do for upstrokes mm -hmm. is I would just simply say to the student, yeah, just try and just try and pick as fast as you can. Yeah, right. Just with downstrokes and then just try and match that with the, with the upstrokes and you'll be like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll yeah, just yeah. be like, they'll feel super weak. So it's just like, seems like a really boring exercise, but you can simply do your, your finger gym exercises. Not have to worry too much about like, you know, I'm really bouncing off the strings, mm. but just try that with the upstrokes instead. And just get some repetitions with that, and that can just even out a little bit, so that when it comes to alternative picking, it's actually more smooth. Yeah, 
That's interesting. I've never practiced all downstrokes or all upstrokes, unless I'm doing like sweeping, which is a technique in itself. Now that lick that you just played, that idea, I never in a million years would I think to alternate pick that, like. Ah. <laughs> so what I find myself doing when I want to alternate pick that is I'm actually trying to get flatter in the wrist so that the pick can maybe rest a little bit more actually. Because when I pick naturally, like, you can see my wrist just kind of... Ah, but when I want to pick it fa faster, I kind of want to relax my arm. And so what I do is I just put my palm on the bridge a little bit more. I like, I, that's, that's okay, it's not bad, but for me... Yeah. Nice. I might even just like not pick some of the notes and just like hammer on some nowhere. So what I'm doing there is I'm going pick, hammer, uh, I think I'm downstroking everything. Yeah. Down. And I won't even pick that. So, uh. <laughs> Try with no hands. Yeah, it might be it might be quite good to just just in terms to see if that's correct or not. The way he's maybe picking that is like if we if we found a little clip and just put that aside mm. and um us trying to play that just with her because I think he definitely has this kind of like more rigid kind of motion with his fingers kind of up like that. And I like I, I can't do it at all. Like it's just it's gonna be completely alien to me. And it's yeah, I'll fumble it all over the place. But just to kind of see what what it sounds like because again it's ferocious like that's mm. one of the things about a lot of the licks that i'm playing um i like that sound i like yeah, getting yeah, that kind yeah. of aggression at the instrument all right i guess i need to come up with one now <laughs> uh ooh, let me see it's good that these see. things are just kind of popping out because this is you know a lot of the time you'll default back to one of these things yeah that probably defined a lot of your picking technique one of those kind of first riffs that you maybe played that helped you develop alternative picking or hybrid picking or something yeah. like that all right, this next one is kind of like a sus sound. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so I'll just play the, the way that I would put um, Yeah. 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 So what I'm doing, think about this, it's... Oh, I'll not go through the tab. I think people can work it out from seeing it. So I am starting five of the G string, so... Oh. You got that? Yeah. That's a big stretch from the index to pinky. That's... I love this stretch, like that's uh... That was a big one. Yeah, that's the thing that like, in a lot of the playing that I might do, you know, I might be... I might have the thumb over yeah. the neck for some of the bluesy playing, so when I have to go to that, I need to really make sure that I've got the thumb behind the neck. Yeah, yeah. Um, and a good posture to facilitate like a really big stretch yeah. like that. Nice. So picking wise, what well, you, let me talk through what I'm doing. So I have to sort of get into the flow of it to remind myself. Uh, uh, I'm starting with an upstroke and I'm hammering down, down. So that's sweep. So uh, up, and I catch that note with an upstroke. So 
Up, hammer, down, down. I think, oh wait, it's hard to do this when it's slow. Yeah, yeah, so I'm catching that with an upstroke. Then the last part is just up, pull, up, up. Which is quite weird actually, because then, uh, let me see how I start it again, because if I finish with an upstroke, do I start with an upstroke? No, I just let that. Yeah, the phrase only starts with an upstroke. I do hammer on pull off at the end, so. Yeah, so I guess I'm pretty much sweep picking. That's I would call that technique sweeping, would you? Yeah, 100%. How would you play that? Oh, right, okay. <laughs> um, I'll probably need to get into the groove of it. For some reason on this guitar it's easy to go like oh the, yeah right 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 get the e string over there what's that i like thought about guitar. if that could ever become a technique on guitar you're like it's a wee because sometimes it sounds like a bagpipe which is quite cool it kind of does it's a major <laughs> major third <laughs> but yeah that's like it kind of i can't get into the swing of it i think That's it. Yeah, so it's definitely like it's it's getting back for the downstroke mm. for the start of the pattern. That's what I'm always thinking about. So you're not doing the hammer on pull off at the end, are you? Uh, yeah, I'm up down. On yeah, the last two. I, I just kind of legato that the whole thing. getting it super clean but no it's quite nice the way you do it because you really assert where the first note of the phrase is i feel like i kind of like yeah but because i go into legato i sort of just like there's less emphasis on the downbeat which maybe that maybe i like that but it's quite cool to hear you but for me that just disappears i think i go oh it's more more buttery which is way nicer Nice. Then the cool, like that phrase, if anybody's got it, like it's really cool because you can just sort of shift it around chromatically and get some really cool sounds. You know, if you take that and move it up a semitone, it's like ah, <laughs> etc. It's pretty cool, cool sound. But all right, let's go through some other options. So, what if I alternate pick on that? Yeah. Uh, that's hard. So I find the top of the phrase is the hardest because I'm going... I just feel like it's a long way. Like to go down, up, down. I find that quite hard. Well, if I start with the upstroke. Ah. It feels even worse. <laughs> How would you pick it? Like, uh, or would you? The, would you can you try temptation. alternate picking that? Yeah, yeah, I can. So, uh, 
the, the temptation to just do the down the rest downstroke on the BTE that's like throw me off every time. <laughs> but like with alternative picking, I need to do more of the bounce. It's like the what I got from the old Eric Johnson videos is that like he 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 used this word word bounce a lot in like mm-hmm. the old kind of VHS tapes of the, you know the old old master classes and stuff. He would um, use this word bounce so that when he done a lot of his um. <laughs> Like all those kind of like compound thirds, um, or just like spread triads, um, it would be these bounces that would be like part of his technique, and then all that kind of really fast two note per string pentatonic ideas. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, with that, I'm kind of like going in and out of the strings way more. Mm-hmm. But then. I just want to revert back to that. That's right, right, yeah. But the alternative picking would would still be good. Um, but it's just not that. It doesn't feel that comfortable because I always yeah. think about what's in the kind of most, I don't know, efficient way. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. Not it just if you're thinking about the efficiency, it doesn't technically mean that you know that's the way that you actually want to convey that idea. That's the other thing. Hundred percent. Um, you might want like what's what I was saying earlier. I like a lot of the stuff that I I play to have a little little bit more attack maybe than usual and a bit more kind of ferocious sounding and really mm. like you know lots of um like just lots of like really kind of strong bends and stuff like that and vibrato um and having things picked like that's kind of yeah. one of the things that i like doing i don't know what it is but i'm just drawn to a lot of that kind of stuff um but that's yeah that's, that's a cool idea um nice cool man all right me something you want to do the last one what's it gonna be um i might try and uh, think of Think of something that maybe isn't pentatonic, because that's what I'm just always drawn to what it's doing, always pentatonic. Um, I mean, that was pentatonic as well, what I just played. Yeah, well, yeah, that's, that's a good point. Um, <laughs> hmm. I think, kind of well, here. actually, let's see what you can come up with. Uh, oh, here's one. This is one that I kind of do every so often. Um, and kind of a little bit of bluesy playing, but... Um, what is it again? If we kind of change it to like maybe more E. Yeah. So basically, just hit all the chromatic notes in like box three of uh-huh. minor pentatonic. And that's like one of these Hi. things that I do like super quick. Sounds it's just like news. Like <laughs> so like yeah, little chromatic idea, nearly chromatic, but with these rest strokes, I get it like really, really quick. But it'd be interesting to see how you can. Pick I just that. Uh, have I got this right? Yeah, that's yeah, that's pretty much it. So I think just do you do the, the whole do you chromatic on all? So what do you do here? Yeah, that's it. So I just end on that seventh fret of D. All right, cool. Do you want to talk about what you do, then I can try and... Yeah, so what I do there, um, this is definitely like, if you, anyone, any listeners are aware of uh, the Troy Grady um, stuff on YouTube or any of his uh, things that he sells online to go into different players' techniques, Mm -hmm. I've kind of developed it from a lot of understanding of how Eric Johnson plays with the right hand and how Ying Wei plays with the right hand too. Mm. Uh, so Ying Wei would be really good at traveling through the strings, you know, to the higher pitched strings because of his ability to use the rest stroke and use one string sweeps to eliminate the string change. 
So that's kind of what this idea is based around on. So I'll try and get up to speed. It's like it's pretty, pretty quick, but I'm getting a little bit of um. I couldn't possibly use that rational technique quite that fast. <laughs> yes, yeah, still a little bit rusty, but. <laughs> wow. All right, cool. Uh, let me try. So... <laughs> just put you on the spot with this one. All right, naturally, I would just... I'd go straight to... Yeah. Yeah. Uh... I, I don't know. I just... I would go to alternate picket. But I can totally see the benefit of going... I would just need to practice that a lot. Uh, my rest strokes feel so like tight. Like I think your yeah. technique it should hopefully feel quite loose when you're relaxed. But for me, like I'm resting through that, I feel like I have to tense my arm just not to fall through it. Um, right. So if I was to try rest stroke, I feel like pick slanting up the way helps me as opposed uh, to down. Right, okay. So like. Uh, See, it feels really clunky for me. That seems pretty good, though. It's okay. But... It's funny, because when I alternate pick it, I want to do a down, stroke, a down slant. But when I'm doing this, I feel like it's easier to do an upward slant. I don't know why. Oh, cool, yeah. Yeah, that's like one of the first times I've kind of seen you do that with your pick. I've been practicing that, that. Well, that's something that I've not really put out in the world yet. But I've been working more on upwards pick slants. Uh, I don't right, know okay, why, nice. but I feel like... I, I have a little bit more control sometimes. But I change a lot. Like so I'll just improvise for a second and like look at the amount of times my pick direction changes. Like now I'm down and then I'm up. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Like... You're creating waves with that thumb, Et cetera. Yeah, thumb yeah. And index. That's insane. Well, it's funny because for the longest time, I actually used to pick a lot like that. Like, because my thumb goes all the way back, like George. Uh, wait, George Benjamin picks that, yeah. Um, yeah, and I, I just never thought about that as an option until I saw some other guys doing it. And I was like, hmm. And then for the longest time, I exclusively picked with a downwards pick slant or kind of flat. Um, but recently, I was like, well, let me just try this because my thumb wants to do that and it feels quite secure. Um, and I know some guys have great technique playing like that. And so I found that I can play quite smooth actually and controlled like that. And so I'm trying to embrace that kind of anatomical thing of my thumb wanting to go both ways and hopefully in that clip I just played you can see that I'm like like my thumb's changing all the time yeah it's so different which is it's pretty weird amazing. 
But for the longest time, I thought that was bad technique. That's why I stopped it. But I don't know. It seems to serve me quite well, actually. It looks it looks great. Like, see the just um, one other little quick note on that. Um, the rest stroke idea. I think one of the first places that I got it from was um, uh, the Rosenberg Trio. Mm-hmm. Um, gypsy jazz stuff, and I think it was uh, probably what kind of swing we got. I'm sure I'll do for just now. But um, yeah, this kind of idea, but it's like it is sweeped, but we start with an upstroke. Uh, let's see if we can get more in view here. Like all nice. that kind of thing, like just like just rakes like all yep. the time. But see when that clicked for the first time, because it was really alien, it clicked really quickly. Mm. Like in terms of like how long you would practice a technique for, because it's really ergonomic and it makes sense. It's just one of these things that very quickly just started to get amazing results, like super quick, just because that feels like it's the most efficient way to essentially play that if yeah, you want yeah. that kind of sound. It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty insane. But I can see the parallels between that and say like a two-string idea that say, um, I can't remember any of these ones now, but... There was the kind of, what's the famous one? The Hotel California? No, it was actually, it's it's this um, song called Rising Force by Yngwie Malmsteen. Oh, right. Um, and it's, yeah, it was a really ridiculous one. I can't remember at all where it started. Yeah, I can't remember where it started, but it had mm. that kind of two-string idea. That takes a lot of control over the downstroke. That's why I struggle with, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, rest strokes. I struggle controlling the downs. That was it, yeah, yeah, that, that kind of thing there. So it had a... Uh... Like, like that kind of idea. Um, and yeah, it's just that it seems like that's the smoothest, easiest way to get from string to string. Yeah. Um, and Play me that there... phrase one more time, please. Yeah. Yeah, so see that? I would, I'd go down, hammer, bone. Yeah, I'd, and then I'd probably end up plucking that high note with my middle yeah, finger. Yeah, okay. But that looks nice and efficient. Yeah, it doesn't feel like I'm using too much, you mm. know, energy for that. Um, I'm not, I'm not tensing either. That's one of the things, obviously. Yeah, yeah. If you're doing things like that, you might want to stay away from, um, because you'll feel like your, you know, your muscles and tendons and things will be working like ten times harder than they need to. Yeah. Um, if you're tensed up doing that kind of stuff. But yeah, that was that was uh, that was interesting. Yeah, no, that was really fun actually. I think we could probably do quite a few more episodes like this where we break down an idea and talk about how we view it. It's always it would be cool to have Jack in on this conversation as well when he's available. Absolutely. But cool. Well, the listener, I encourage you to try these things out yourself. You know, see if you can find different ways of playing them. Really, tech technique is fairly. There are only ever going to be a few options, I think. Unless you start changing like the fingers of how we're actually playing it. But with these little puzzles, let's say, you know, there are going to be a bunch of options. Find out what works for you. And, you know, let us know. Send us a message like, oh, exercise two felt really weird if I'd done this. But I actually prefer to use hybrid picking, for example. Um, and hopefully it gave you an insight as to how we solve these problems. Because, well, it seems that we both have very different techniques. You know, I like to play a lot more hybrid and legato. Whereas Callum has got a lot of control over his pick and he likes to do the uh, rash strokes a lot. Which to me, like that is as something I need to practice. It's, it's tricky stuff for me. But 
yeah do you have any final words for the people um hopefully hopefully you've enjoyed that one um it would obviously help us a lot if you know you got a lot of value from that or you can see it having more value in the future if you wanted to see more episodes like that where we do dive into um picking technique and how things how we might play things again with jack on that as well i think that'd be even better just with the three of us being able to compare ideas um and yeah hopefully hopefully give you guys something that is super useful for you fantastic well we hope you've enjoyed this episode we shall see you next time and in the meantime happy practicing